be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbit. Bah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, is that your El- Elma Fudd impression? Yeah. Okay, let me try one. mine. <clears throat> be very, very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. You want to give me a rating? <laughs> Where's the laugh? <laughs> oh, you didn't even commit. Okay. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting rabbit. Oh, <laughs> okay, try again. Be very, very quiet. <laughs> I'm hunting rabbit. <laughs> It's so hard. Wait, I need to get like a. I need to have like that like specific. But the fact that you placement. have to like repeat it over and over again, you very can't very just quiet. put them off. <laughs> Come on, I'm hunting rabbit. No, <laughs> that was really bad. Do ho 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 do ho. How do you do the Elmafad laugh? It's ba ha ha ha, not do ho ho. Ba. Yeah, like it's that. like ma. <laughs> Okay, guys, I know it's been a while since uh, we've had an episode, but welcome back to Fupa and Friends. Woo! Yeah. With your host, Siora. Yep. And, and me, Kaywa. Oh, my God. Welcome back, guys. <coughs> I think the last time we had an episode was all the way back in January, I believe, right? I don't know. I think she doesn't know and she doesn't care, but yeah. we're back. Oh, uh, this isn't going to be an announcement where we're like, yeah, we're going to start doing regular ep- uh, uploads, but we'd love to start doing uh, more free uploads <laughs> that's like two of the same things as it was but we're not gonna be like regular <laughs> uploads we you know we just like post a podcast whenever we feel like we have something to talk about and there's been a quite a few things lately that we're interested in talking about yeah i guess first off i hope everyone's doing well how are you i know you can't respond to me but i hope you're all doing swell and fantastic in your lives in your lives. such a long time me and kayla were kind of uh just re reconnecting with you know some of the cartoons that we've watched as children. Um, I feel like me and you were very interested in a lot of Looney Tunes stuff. Is that correct? Correct. Amanda. And we used to have a lot of CDs uh, that we'd get from fast food joints. You know, fast food joints back in the days uh-huh. gave us some CDs. I think CDs. it was from KFC. Yeah, I think you're right. From KFC, we had that Rocket one. What was that? Rocket Show? Rocket Power. Rocket Power. There was also like, yeah, again, a lot of Looney Tune things. They should bring that back. Well, if you it didn't was. know. If KFC back in the day gave us free movies. So KFC had a 2005 promotional DVD series and it was like the best of Looney Tunes and I think it was four discs of just like a compilation of um, these Looney Tunes shorts well like during the school holidays when we were very young we used to just binge watch a whole bunch of looney tunes shows and i remember so vividly that there was this one was it one episode only just one it's not there's more episodes but there was only one episode we saw him yeah there was this one particular episode and as a child you should know that i was a very quiet shy conscientious child as that always has said on all my reports yeah i was quiet and conscientious polite child very, very extremely introverted. Very, very shy. She should focus on um, asking more questions and getting involved in she class should, discussion. She should be raising her hand and implementing her ideas into class discussion. She yeah. should, she should uh, ask for help when needed. <laughs> That's time for another traumatic. time. <laughs> another story for another time. But I remember this particular episode where my sister saw me being so extremely triggered to the point where I was smacking the TV screen. And mind you, back in the day, like there was no flat TVs. It was like, you know, those little box ones. It was a box TV. And I was smacking it so hard whenever this particular character came up. So it was a Looney Tunes episode where it was this character's based off Peter LeRae. Search up if you want to. It's some guy from like the 40s. Peter LeRae. Peter. Peter. 
Lebira. But I remember smacking the TV so hard and my sister was like in shock, like, oh my god, why is my sister possessed? Possessed. She has never acted this way. She's a very like reserved person. Um mm-hmm. and she's going feral. I was physically I rem- I remember it so vividly. I was physically so triggered and upset. She was like with in terror. I was <laughs> I was so upset. Like, I was so extremely annoyed. And mind you, I was like seven or some young age like that. I was so upset that every time he came on the screen, I would smack the television screen. And I've never I've never been like that. I feel like I was literally overcome by such intense emotion. Yeah, and you couldn't even say, hey, can you just skip this episode? I don't like it. It was like, let me smack the... <laughs> I think it's... I think you didn't like him because, like, the contents of the episode was he was basically, like, a neglectful owner to a dog. And, like, I think the dog's name was, like, Napoleon or something and the dog was trying to like many ways to get back at him and there was also like an episode with like daffy duck where like peter larray was like trying to kill him like he was just like a very scary abusive person if you don't want to search up with peter larray and it was like, like hyper scary, hyper like, realistic cartoon of him like yeah he literally just looks like the balloon boy or steve buscemi yeah so if across across if between kind those. of like the the image that you want to put into your brain but it was such a different feeling because i've never felt that immense rage like i was a very quiet child that didn't really have very strong emotions and like or anger (laughs) i've never really showed anger and i was so extremely angry like that was the angriest i have ever been in my 22 years of living yeah he was a freak there's like um well i already said like what was going on but a particular one i think what scared me from that episode was like Daffy Duck is trying to escape a house his house and I think Peter LeRae is trying to like eat him that's so and like up. Daffy's like about to reach for the door and then Peter LeRae like skinks his way in front of like in between Daffy and the door and he's blocking it with his body and he's like heavily breathing and like laughing and he's like <laughs> that scene was so annoying to me because I really yeah. you know as I this is like sometimes sound malicious and kind of messed up guys I promise you now I'm a very normal person but I wanted yeah. to kill that guy he just seemed really predatory because his um he was wearing just like a robe and he just seemed like a weirdo and then like daffy duck like tried like duked him and like oh no daffy duck smacked him in the face yeah that was a very and then (laughs) like actually punched him and then he ran out the door and then he closed the door behind him and then peter ray like chucks like a vase at the door like really angrily like it was quite scary we'll link the video (laughs) to the episode in the in the description of i guess the youtube video of the podcast Mm, or mm -hmm. the spotify cards whatever but it was a very intense moment for me and i don't think i've ever or will ever feel that sense of rage ever again apart from that episode i had a dream a very long time ago i think it was a couple years ago where i like spoiler alert i like killed (laughs) i killed someone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it wasn't like a real person so it was like um, should we backtrack and just like reintroduce guys this is like this is gonna be like some sort of dream segment we have me and kayla have very interesting dreams and i'm sure a lot of people do have interesting dreams but we're just gonna talk about some of the dreams that have stuck with us and maybe there's like some subliminal messages through them yeah maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe. not i had a dream a very long time ago like a couple of years ago where i like killed a person but wow. he was like a character from um a movie that i really liked like it's one of my favorite movies and it's called um mary and max or something and it's like a claymation like an adult claymation and it's like a comedy dark comedy basically there's a guy called max and he's got asperger's and um i was dreaming that i was like in this pottery room like so it's got like the the lazy susans Mm -hmm. 
and like the wheels and like slabs of clay and like there's pots drying and stuff but like the things that were drying were like in the middle of the room and they were like towers like I think they're, towers. they were like um little um not dioramas but like little model towers of like buildings and stuff mm -hmm. and they were pretty intricate i think like one went up to like my shoulders or something i was trying to be really delicate with it and like i was in the same room with that max character mm -hmm. and since it's a claymation like he's also made out of clay so i think that's why like the two were linked in my dream mm -hmm. but yeah he was like in there and he was like alive he was like a normal person <coughs> and i think i did something i think i like accidentally knocked over like one of the towers or mm -hmm. something and then he started getting really upset but like he wasn't even saying anything he was just making like really angry noises and like grunts and he was like staring at me like i'm blinking and mm -hmm. i just didn't know what to do and i didn't want to get in trouble either so then i put a plastic bag over his head oh my god that is some like no but like, killer, like i tried talking i was like why are you like so angry like i'm sorry blah blah, blah. and he's just going like rrr, 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 and i was just like what the hell so i was getting so scared so then i put a plastic bag over his head and then he started like shrinking <laughs> like <laughs> what like just a mini, his body like, like his skadoosh <laughs> yeah like blue skadoosh or whatever mm. like he actually started shrinking and i was like so in my head i was like well he's not like an alive person is he he's a clay like he's probably Bigger. like a clay person like i don't know why he's shrinking <laughs> so, so then i felt like less bad but then i i felt like i was killing him because like i put a plastic bag over his head he's probably gonna suffocate mm. and i he kept like muffled screaming <laughs> In the bag Jesus. and then i was like i just want him to stop screaming i remember in my head i was like i just want him to stop like i just want him to stop and i don't know how to get him to stop. and like i remember like putting my arm holding the plastic bag around his like <laughs> tiny little neck and no. i put my arm like away from me and like i turned my head the other way so i wouldn't see and i closed my eyes until i stopped hearing like noises uh -huh. or like wiggling dude so that's he, so like, messed died. up i suffocated someone and then i woke up and i was like what's great i'm gonna go to school now <laughs> like cool what? year nine yeah when did you even like that's so bizarre because like i'd like to think i know you <laughs> but no i think like i just didn't know what to do because he like in the dream he was non-verbal and like not speaking and he was and just he making, was a clay he was like, like making really angry like grunts and all this and he's like an old older man mm -hmm. and i was like is he gonna like attack me like is he gonna hit me or something so then i was just like calm down and i put a plastic i put one of like the clay bags yeah, over his yeah. head like the where yeah, you the things take, you store it in yeah i put it over his head like that that's so crazy that's so intense too yeah, like you killing someone even though that person is not a living being like yeah. it's a clay figure no but, but the fact that like i went through with it where i was like oh he's tiny like i could just like step on him or something yeah, but yeah. i was just like i'm too in my head i was like i'm too deep in it now so that I'm just going to close my eyes oh and like, I remember being That's like, I'm going to close my stop. eyes and like, and ignore it until it stopped. And then it stopped. And I was like, well, I'm going to leave the room now. That's so <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I've never had a dream where I've done anything. That was like probably like the one most of my traumatic <laughs> dreams. No, I, I have a more traumatic dream, but I think I already like shared that somewhere. Another like dream, I guess that we've been having similar experiences is like, well, I don't know if you've had a similar experience, but it's with your teeth falling out um not me my friend does you know a long time ago well i guess like it has been reoccurring not any not as of recent but i've had dreams before where i could feel my teeth getting really numb and fuzzy and feeling that they're falling fuzzy, out like yeah it's a really it's not painful it 
just a really weird yucky fuzzy feeling where i feel like like pins and needles yeah it was it's more similar to like pins and needles Mm. and i've i've had those dreams before and it's really weird because it's like i feel like in the dream this is how i visualize it i'm like a very big balloon person and (laughs) (laughs) it's probably not similar to your friend's dream but I, i was a very big balloon person and whenever i have those teeth falling out dreams i'm in a like microsoft painted field where it's green Uh, and blue sky it's like hyper hyper colored yeah and i'm just in that field and my teeth have this weird sensory feeling and that they're falling out and i've had Mm. dreams like that before and somehow there was this one time where i had that dream where our dad came and the ambulance came and took me away to save me because i don't know because my teeth are the teeth out. okay and i had it and that was a very reoccurring dream and i was wondering hmm. if you've had a dream like that before or i've never i've never had a teeth falling out dream that's interesting that i can remember at least like my friend has a lot of teeth falling out dreams according to the interwebs there is some sort of well i guess meaning. for all these dreams there's always like some deeper meaning behind or like interpretations of it so for teeth falling out the five positive interpretations according to this website is number one signs of personal growth teeth are often symbolic of growing up you're born without teeth you get your baby teeth and you lose your baby teeth. you get your adult teeth as an adult, this dream could represent a progression from one situation to another. Interesting. Mm. Um, another one is a secret wish to be nurtured. And so they, they said this interpretation means you want to go back to an easier time. Oh, how I would love that. Three, looking at loss and personal growth. Number four, renewed strength and self-esteem. Teeth can be seen as symbols of power. So if you get this dream, it can relate to you. So you're losing strength. power because you're losing teeth? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> And number Yikes. five, the positive, the last positive, I guess, interpretation of this sort of dream is, according to psychologist C.J. Jung, the teeth falling out dream symbolizes giving birth to something new. The act wow. of teeth falling out reflects the tension. Yeah, I have like a lot of tension, but not pain mm. uh, that comes with starting something new. So like a new job, a new home, new relationship, blah, blah, blah. But it's weird because I haven't had those dreams as an adult. I've had those dreams as a teenager. Mm. So maybe something happened. See, um, like, I think the meaning of, like, dreams sort of makes sense because it's, like, your dream is, like, subconscious feelings. Yeah. So it's not really, like, linked to be, like, oh, tarot card readings or, like, astrological readings. I feel like dreams could be, like, signs of actually, like, definite signs of, like, something going on in your head. Yeah, definitely. I guess moving on to the five negative interpretations. We always love negativity here. Number one, feeling insecure. Mm-hmm. Two, making costly compromises. Number three, unwilling to make a choice. This dream could be highlighting the price of inaction. I was, I guess I was very inactive as, as a teenager. Number four, concerns with self-image. And number five, a Freudian thing. So according to Sigmund Freud, that Freud, Freud you know that guy that has Freud? mommy issues? Isn't uh, he like a red flag? This dream represents sexual repression. Oh, what? he's the guy that said like every person every like, looks for a partner that um, represents their mother. That is like their parent. Yeah, that's the whole, like, mommy issues. He was right about this. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Young Gravy. Yeah, Hmm. so basically, those teeth falling dreams, I'd be interested to know if any of you guys have any similar experiences to that. Um, Did you have any other dreams that were, I guess, like, similar in a way? Like, similar to teeth falling out? Not really teeth falling out, but, like, dreams that we've not really shared, but we've had. For example, like, the toilets. Oh, yeah. So... I remember having these, like, reoccurring dreams about, um, this was when I was still in, like, primary school, maybe, like, early high school, and I would have, like, reoccurring dreams where I'd be sitting on a toilet, I'd be using a toilet, and then 
um, the cubicles in the bathroom were like really short. So like if you were sitting on the toilet, the cubicles would be like up to your shoulders. Mm. So technically you could like see people. Next to you, pissing. But the thing is like in the dream, like no one else was using the bathroom <coughs> except for me. So like, but there's like still that anxiety there where it's like, oh, what if someone comes in and like blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And it was, it was just, it was just like me sitting on the toilet looking around thinking, wow, this is so weird. Like people no one else thinks this is weird like what a short cubicle yeah what a short wall people can see my cooter yeah <laughs> so then i would take like actions to be like mm, maybe if i like sit this way and they wouldn't see anything me too and like then i would wake up so i've had like three dreams like that and i completely forgot that i've had those dreams and then like julianne said like on her stream like um that she had this dream as soon as she brought it up i was like yeah. i am not alone she, i've she had like, dreams like that she was like oh i had a dream where i was on a toilet and i felt very exposed i felt like people could see me and then i asked like is it because like the cubicles were short and she was like well, all the yeah. toilets lined up in a line yeah. were there people using it but not feeling like it was, exposed? It was crazy because like as like the dreams went on the bathroom got bigger Oh, like for me, the bathroom got bigger. So it started off like maybe like the size of a public restroom. Mm -hmm. And the next time it was like maybe like a school restroom. And the next time it was like an entire like gymnasium size. Like That's very big. I feel like the it was toilets. like really long. And then there was also like cubicles behind me where like we would be back to back to each other. So like I found that really like odd. I feel like the toilets in my dreams have always and consistently been the size of like a school bathroom mm. which is weird because even in those dreams i was wearing a uniform which yeah. is so weird i don't remember having uniform but i remember think like i remember being in the dream and like knowing i was in a school like i yeah. was like this is school it's so weird like to describe it to you guys who has like never ever been <laughs> through that experience my specific toilet dreams so imagine a cubicle, you're sitting down, and it's not those toilets with the lids. It's like those kid toilets that don't have Yeah, the they don't have lids. It didn't have lids, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And so it was very small. The cubicle, when you sit down, went up to your shoulders. So when you stood up, it was like up to your, I don't know, your boobs or your waist. <laughs> and I would sit down and pee and be so self-conscious. Like, oh my God, like the cubicles are in a line next to each other. There's no door. People can literally peer over the cubicle and see you peeing like is that not weird yeah and i've and then people are using the toilet but they're not weirded out by the fact that the cubicles are like that they're like oh it's normal is there yeah. any meaning behind these dreams because three people now including you me julie have experienced this toilet dream so specific and the colors of the bathroom are always so muted for me it's a very like olive muted green tiles everywhere yeah yeah what about you Mine's like a blue, like a muted blue, dusty. Dusty, musty. And I have sometimes like a bit of like crimson. Maybe it's like triggered because of like the high school I went to. But oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Is it, there's like a meaning to it. Here on Reddit. There's <laughs> Reddit. Oh, the most Reddit the place. R slash dreams. Okay. So recurring dream in a bathroom where the stalls are short slash exposed. I'm posting this right before bed, so I'll check replies in the morning. About once every few weeks, I'll have a dream where I have to go to the bathroom, but when I find one and sit down, I realize the stall is too short, like it only comes up to my chest or all the toilets are completely exposed. There are always people in the restroom who seem completely oblivious to this, mm. but I can't lie for the life 
uh, I can't for the life of me sit down and do my business because while well, I'm out in the open. And then everyone was like, well, yeah, like that, blah, blah, we've had that dream. Someone said, dreaming of using a toilet symbolizes letting go of old ideas and beliefs. <laughs> the bathroom symbol is an aspect of self-cleansing, elimination, beautifying. Your dream seems to indicate you may be having trouble letting go of some idea or belief that no longer serves you, but you can't because of what others may think or do. Maybe this is because the process of changing is somewhat a public affair where you would rather do this in your own, on your own first, hence the stage fright. And I sent that meaning to Julianne and she said that made sense for her. Wow. But I don't remember analyzing this dream at the time. So like, I don't know if this actually uh, um, was relevant to my dreams like, at the time. But so interesting. What the hell? Yeah, that's so crazy. Like to think people have these specific dreams and you feel like, wow, only I've had a dream like that. But no, so many people have had these similar dreams and that can't be a coinky dink. Like there's there's mm. some sort of meaning behind it. What you're telling me, like thousands of people have had similar dreams where every, everyone's been peeing in an exposed yeah, like, toilet. Do we have the same mind? Like, yeah, do we literally say it? like I'm literally not even that like yeah unique anymore. Like my dreams are not unique other people have them too like we're all just the same (laughs) i had like a long while in high school where i never had dreams Mm -hmm. and then when i would have dreams i would be sitting in a white room doing nothing and i I remember like just sitting like on the floor and like looking around and then i'd wake up Mm. and then otherwise i wouldn't have any other dreams and it's like oh what dreams do you have looks like i'm in like an asylum or something yeah it was very like eerie too like it's a it's another subliminal space if you know what i mean well lit or white colored empty room represents feelings about yourself showing the need to be perfectly honest about life an empty room with white walls may also reflect life situations where you are confronting a lot of negative emptiness such as lack of love and a desire to fill a vacuum of emotion oh my god i had that in high school it was Mm. like for years though like three years i didn't have like a proper dream besides like those well i'm glad that we've kind of not really come to a conclusion but yeah have come to a realization that yeah Yeah. these dreams probably do mean something now i know this is a very weird segue but this is a podcast like you don't need a segue right i think like a big topic of interest nowadays especially for netflix and just you know media in general is this whole it's not a new wave but Everybody is mm. talking about the new Jeffrey Dahmer thing. And what I was, what I've been like contemplating is, you know, why are we still making movies about serial killers? We've had the Ross Lynch Jeffrey Dahmer movie. We've had the Ted Bundy with. There was also another uh, Ted Bundy movie before. Yeah, there was like one with the in the Bogeyman movie. It was another guy that was oh. playing Ted Bundy. It's not just those specific men like there's been multiple adaptations and i don't want to say documentaries i want to say film adaptations of these serial killers like why is hollywood why is you know the big screen still making films such as these you know like, what i mean we know they're bad people we it's know. not like we're getting enlightened like how like the elvis movie they were trying to portray yeah it wasn't like a biopic yeah and why would we why would we need a biopic why do we care why do we care it's like he's dead i know they're probably not (laughs) trying to put place on a pedestal i know back in the day they probably were glorifying them you know you've heard about like those psychotic people like you must be genius to like evade things this long like like psycho those psychotic women who think jeffrey dahmer is so hot and they have those like visit to the apartment things there's like there's so much out there already there's like literally resources which show like the polaroids and just like the interviews and things like if you wanted to learn about it 
you can learn about it yeah so like people just want to see like something horrific through like a cinematic lens Mm. rather than seeing it in real life because like if obviously if they saw in real life they'd be like horrified yeah it's crazy to think but like i feel like inherently as viewers and people that consume media it is pretty messed up to think but people do enjoy watching traumatic things like there's there's like that barrier where it's like oh well like it's a disconnect because it's like piece of media now Mm. you know it's not like oh let's be like mindful about the families blah blah blah, or like these are like real people that died yeah and then like who are still have families that are alive today that have to deal with that and then people are like watching it and being like, wow, they look so much alike. Like the actor yeah, and the that's so dead person. Up. Like that's so crazy to me. Like how people are like, look how accurate it is. It's like, this why person's are we deceased. doing this? This, per- this person's family are being re-traumatized by something like this. And I obviously don't want to be like that person that's like, you know, controlling what people want to mm. watch, whatever. Like you watch whatever you want. It's the media. You consume whatever you want. But you have to keep in mind that like. You got to think about it. like kind of messed up. You got to think about like, why why do you want to see it so much yeah i have no interest in watching it anymore and I, I am a true crime lover but i've never watched really it's a bit much you know like adaptations i enjoy walking watching documentaries and stuff like that but it's just because you'll start seeing him as a character like yeah, the serial killer like why are we making more movies i think it's like a reoccurring issue with film and television and media mm. like that people are so concerned with the killer and the psychology and like oh what's the messed up childhood they've had this is why they like like this it's all like acted up like it's just you only know it through like word of mouth and then these directors are like oh but let's shoot it like this so it looks like this so it's like not even real yeah i don't know like instead of like they're so focused on the psychology that, that they're not really inter- interested in like the victims or the crimes like i guess with the new jeffrey dumb it's not so focused on that anymore because like you know past adaptations of different serial killers are like oh we're like delving deeper into their psyche still. and stuff but it's still like like so up. why do we care why do we yeah, care about I, like, like their home life why i do literally we care was it? so like surprised that they were like oh this new jeffrey Dahmer thing is like we know he's bad like, like even when when they released the Zach, one Zach Efron as Ted Bundy, we know Ted Bundy's bad. Like the My Friend Dahmer movie, it's like oh, it's him in high school, so it's not actually him doing killing, but it was like him showing like signs from his friend who was like documenting things that he's observed when he was friends with Jeffrey in high school. But like, it's like, why would I care? I have no empathy. <laughs> he's a killer. <laughs> he literally has like, done some horrific things. It's like why. But, like, why you need, like, an origin story? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's as if they're, like, some sort of folk story, like some lore. <laughs> which is, like, hello, these are, like, real murderers. I feel like it's so problematic, too, because, like, given the fact that a lot of his victims were young, gay men and people of color. Yeah, I actually didn't know, like, about Jeffrey Dahmer. And, like, but another thing that's coming up is, like, since people are being, like, more sensitive about, like, these are serial killers like these are real people who like have died yeah like they're holding like songs accountable for like being insensitive oh interesting um like like kesha kesha has a song i think where she's like um her song cannibal Mm -hmm. where she's like talking about how she like loves this person so much like she wants to eat them up and it's like she said like i'll pull a jeffrey dahmer oh i and remember it, that it was like one line in the in the song it wasn't like a verse or like in the chorus mm. she was just like blah, blah blah i'll pull a jeffrey dahmer 
and yeah. then everyone's like that's so messed up blah, blah blah so then like now when she sings a song she's singing and then she just stops singing and then it's music blah blah it's meant to say like jeffrey Dahmer, but she doesn't say anymore mm. and then she carries on after and everyone's like people are like arguing like oh this was like made ages ago but like the jeffrey Dahmer thing happened ages ago yeah it happened years so, like ago. it makes Why sense for like her to traumatize the music like, the i feel like it's so problematic too like because it's like when you create these sorts of movies that portray the killers and i don't know their psyche and their childhood it kind of gives off that feeling that the producers are like bidding for the people to understand them mm-hmm. and it becomes like we be- become sympathetic them. in a way which is like really messed up yeah it's like oh he was bullied it's like i don't care yeah it's like i i, I don't think we're trying to say like oh we should demonize all serial killers like yeah sure many of them probably had some like internal traumatics yeah. and upbringings like you know the mendez brothers yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that we should be like really they should just be really careful with how they portray these like young people watch netflix and and people have been making sick edits to it like oh. i feel like though there's like a difference between the menendez brothers and like a ted bundy and like jeffrey Dahmer. because yeah, like definitely menendez brothers first of all like they're not serial killers okay they're they're killers yep <laughs> they're murderers yeah but like their backstory was like infinitely more important than ted the Bundy's final backstory yeah. because like they had to go through like that court ruling and their backstory was like the driving point behind why they killed like why they all of a sudden just like decided to shoot their parents mm. and like all this stuff like was coming out and then it was it was a big controversy so it makes sense to make a movie about like a controversy but like the jeffrey dahmer was like he killed people he not only killed people he also them yeah, and he, also, i shouldn't say that he r worded them and he mutilated like they're it's like insane why i'm just so stuck on the fact like why are we releasing this and netflix is a major like major media outlet and mm. they're making so much profit and you know what's what is the biggest gripe with me is that none of these like profits are going to the families and i've seen the families and some family members yeah. like on twitter and on the internet expressing like yeah i'm the cousin of so and so i'm a part of the family of so and so this is so re-traumatizing to bring up and the fact like did they know that like this was happening no they didn't yeah so you should ask first before you portray like their son <laughs> no literally in the show it's so weird to with me. a look-alike yeah they were like oh look how accurate it is it it is and like you know the scene with one of the the sisters uh, yeah where she's she, like i'm gonna kill you Jeffrey. yeah the, expressing her anger yeah. uh her cousin actually tweeted about it saying like you know it's just it's just so messed up like why of course she's why gonna are you be paying why are you paying someone to watch this like court video of someone like being like really distraught and hurt like that her family member is like dead Mm. and she's like confronting the killer like why are you paying an actor to watch that over and over again and be like "Mm, how can i replicate this like the best that i can it's so weird to me like how can i get her mannerisms right like yeah girl is mourning (laughs) (laughs) crazy like it's so re like so re-traumatizing for the families like you know they have expressed it many times like they don't get any commissions for that they never knew about it happening and Mm. i feel like in the future like plans should be put in place to provide compensation or at least like consent from the victims like can we not like wait no but the fact that like the photos are up in the first place though yeah like for public domain (laughs) yeah it's been there for ages it's not a new thing yeah like can hollywood you know there's so many creative people like can we not find other ways to develop new stories that don't have like 
repercussions mm. or like are traumatizing or can we just like even just period like just stop making films about serial killers or film adaptations or reenactments like there is no need like without any like new information new like new fact make the case different yeah it's just so interesting to me and inherently that's always been a thought like yeah people just enjoy to watch trauma like i even though how bad that sounds i enjoy watching drama i enjoy mm. watching people you know, punch each other i enjoy watching people argue i enjoy that's reality I enjoy TV, gossip, yeah. but that's reality you know it's just so messed up that that's how like it that's is. your fix like mm. another interesting um topic of interest as you may have known from the intense wave of uh, a famous minecrafter circulating about his face reveal has taken the internet world by storm of course we're going to be talking about the dream face reveal everyone's talking about it ah look you know the memes are quite funny and i've heard from many sources that uh he is problematic but that aside it's pretty it's pretty like funny but you know obviously there's another side to it Mm. making fun of people for their looks obviously is bad um i mean i wouldn't feel bad if uh if those rumors are not really rumors because i don't really know if those tweets are edited or not Mm. you can take with a grain of salt but yeah the tweets of him saying some really messed up stuff if if those are real then i could care less he's a millionaire (laughs) but i feel like what do you think about it um i think like the people making fun of him Okay, people are like, wow, you're, like, literally obsessed. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you, like, so obsessed with, like, bringing this guy down for looking the way he looks? Yeah. But I think this whole thing, like, the memes about it, it's not to hate on Dream. It's to hate on his fans. Like, this entire time, the fans didn't know what his face looked like. The fans were, like, trying to imagine what he would look like. And they're like, oh, his voice is, like, so attractive. So he must he be an attractive He has blonde hair. Man. Look at his fingers. He yeah. wears rings. So everyone's like, oh, look at his eyes. Look at his hair. Like, his skin looks like this. Like, so then they make this, like, image of what he actually looks like in their heads, right? Yeah. And, like, all the dream fans, like, this was before the face reveal. They're, like, all so thirsty. Like, and they're like, oh, my gosh. I can't wait for the face reveal. Blah, blah, blah. He's going to be so hot. Blah, blah, blah. It's oh, so my gosh. Weird. Look at this eye. Like, this eye picture. He's so hot. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the face reveal happened. Mediocre white man doesn't look, doesn't look above saying. average. Quagmire, bro. Yeah. He, no, he's just average. Okay. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion. He's an, he's an, so he's then, an average looking so white then man. The, so then the other people who aren't fans are, like, clowning on the fans. They're, like... So what you, did you really expect? like this guy who like who looks like Shane Dawson? <laughs> like they're like he looks like Shane Dawson Lamel. Like, he looks like it's, it's he not, looks like the moon. It's not trying to be like dream. You're freaking ugly. It's like it's just like I bet you feel real good now that you're like your hot boy is an average man. Yeah, How like he's a Minecrafter. Like he's not gonna be a model. I know his like you know fan base is well. I assume it's young. Yeah, <laughs> it's a young fan base, and there's this like hyperfixation of you know people just putting creators on a pedestal like for example corpse like when you know when they had the leaked face reveal of a very you know normal looking teenager that <laughs> might be a little nerdy looking or an yeah. outcast like you're like you really think this is corpse it's probably not confirmed i, I know it's not confirmed but that yeah. was ages ago but like how how quick the internet and diabolical is like just hopping onto <laughs> it and saying like you know you're ugly you're this you're hideous like yeah like it gets too much of course but it's like you can't say the fans like are not partially to blame for like all oh, that. Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because, because even the fans like they switch up. 
It's like, oh, you think he was so hot, and then now you're jumping on the bandwagon so you don't get clowned? Yeah, literally. Like, you are probably, like, wanting, waiting for this for your whole life. The fact is, it's like, why do face reveals matter so much? That's the number, that's another gripe I have. Where, like, oh, we don't know Dream for, like, how many years? We don't know what he looks like. But we know what his personality is like. We know, like, his jokes, and, like, he's funny, or whatever. And then, like, he shows his face. It's, like, this big thing. And then, now what? don't watch him anymore. (laughs) No, like, now what? Okay, he's just a guy. Like, we already knew he was a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do you want to see the face so bad? The fans, the, the, the intense fans are somewhat, you know, yeah, a big majority of it is, the blame could be on them. But also the thing that what I found weird was, is that whole media campaign where he asked, you know, obviously he asked his friends and obviously as a friend, you're not going to say like, oh, you look on FaceTime. Oh, you look, oh, you're, oh, <laughs> you're not what I expected. Like, yeah, you're obviously going to be like, whoa, bro, you're like handsome and stuff. And then, you know, but what I found interesting is like, you know, the reaction from Bella which the reaction he got a reaction from addison ray and addison's ray addison ray's reaction was just so over the top like girl do you really know this guy why are you acting mm-hmm. like that like how much money did he pay you not to say that dream is ugly but like addison ray you really like, reacted that way <laughs> like come on girl show me the bag like, what's wow, the bag you're so handsome like hand over mouth like oh my god and it's fine like you can find him handsome whatever you want yes but taste like, is taste. you cannot say that every single streamer that reacted he, every single celeb also that reacted anthony to and like hassan like that's so random yeah like you can't say all of them found him attractive like to the point where they're like covering their mouths yeah like, they were gobsmacked they were gobsmacked, bro. You should have seen Addison Ray. That was like, I know she does acting. <laughs> so like, this was her best move yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, because that last act, she was like, oh my God. Like, what's the movie? He's all that. That was atrocious. <laughs> that was atrocious. She no, shouldn't. No. That, that 10 second clip of her gasping for was air much better. It was much better. Much more convincing. <laughs> that's so true. Why but you yeah, want to go to Addison like... Ray too? Like, when have you ever interacted with addison ray not that we know them on a personal level but like mm. that's just such a weird combination yeah. <laughs> like he i feel like he asked a lot of random people but you know correct me if i'm wrong it, correct me if i'm wrong he probably mm-hmm. might be friends with them but that just brings up an interesting interesting um point that i wanted to make it feels like if you know oh my god if the roles were reversed <laughs> but I guess most male internet celebrities or like streamers or gamers, you know, they're allowed to look however they want to, you know, not just in terms of their base attractiveness or lack thereof, but also they don't face as much scrutiny for their clothes or their, on their unshaven face or unkept hair. They just need to show up. But for women, Mm. like they're expected to have makeup they look conventionally conventionally attractive they have to be you know well dressed um have nice hair do all this but if you do all this you're mocked and you're called or she's you're trying too hard she's an e-thought she's a booba streamer she's a hot tub streamer you know she's putting on makeup (laughs) she's a booby streamer that you only get views because you have your titties out or like you're a girl you only have views because you're a girl like so many men are so like no but it's like oh girls have it easy because like they can be famous by just being pretty it's like but you have to be pretty first yeah by men's true. standard you have to be pretty first <laughs> yeah like your achievements or their achievements are like dismissed but like imagine becoming popular not because of like your content it's just because like your face yeah that's kind of like don't you feel like a little sad that like they're not interested in watching you play games <laughs> or yeah, whatever it is so weird i mean ap- apparently there's this like whole reddit like this is messed up but like there's a whole reddit dedicated to entirely like tracking pokimane's um 
weight, weight gain and her clothing. And yeah, I can tell like she's probably gained weight, but she got older. Like mm. she got a bigger bunda. <laughs> and also I... like for females, especially like people like the weight gain for females is like such a ridiculed like topic. Yeah. Even though like people aren't educated enough to know like there are like a lot of other reasons why females gain weight other than just being unhealthy. Yeah. And lazy. Not like to say the she's birth lazy control, or unhealthy, but it's the natural. birth control pill is yep. like a weight gainer. Like you gain a lot of weight like being on birth control, apparently. Yeah. And like also like what was it? Like fat deposits, like females yeah, gain more in, the, in like in certain the hips places or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it's just so interesting, like it's perfectly normal. It's a perfectly normal biological thing that happens. Like she started streaming at like, seventeen. Touch some grass. Get outside. Get, bro. Go outside. Smell. Like you literally get no pussy. That's why you're like <laughs> doing this. Like I don't understand the hate. Like it's such a double Stay standard. Stay mad. Stay like mad. Double standard. But yeah, that's what we wanted to say on the dream face reveal. Cause like yes, I don't think he. Well, if he did write those really problematic tweets and i could give a damn about how he feels but to play devil's advocate and say like you know maybe he didn't read uh those tweets were e- uh, edited he probably maybe he didn't deserve those hate he, he did things, say but it was video. mainly about like the fans in my opinion he did say in the video like i don't care like how this is taken like you can hate all, all you want like i don't really care so yeah. like people are just like okay well like I'm free gonna, reign i'm gonna <laughs> flame him yeah, yeah. I, um, you know to be to be fair when i did watch <laughs> watch it initially see this is what i'm saying like people can just be shallow i'm shallow i'm not i'm not a good looking person by all means but no because i, I be thought he was going to be good looking because like all the fans were like connecting the dots up. and i was like well okay he's going to be a model then like are you telling me he's not a model <laughs> yeah and then when he took off the mask i was like oh i was just like oh yeah he is normal that is a great jawline you have he, there he's a rich person He's okay. like a very successful person, and we just consider successful people to be like good looking. Good looking because that's just like how Hollywood is. It's like you have to have like a marketable face, right? Mm. Like, so we're so used to that in the media. So then it's like, if you're successful, you must be good looking. So I think that's why, like, when he took off the mask, we're just like, oh, like, I sort of forgot that he used to just be like a kid yeah, playing literally. Minecraft. Like, how old is normal. he? Like, 20, 23, yeah. 24, or something like that? Yeah something like that but i you know i'm gonna be honest like when he first took off the mask i was like oh okay like he because it was hyped up quagmire he (laughs) he was hyped heaps hyped up to the max like i think if he didn't do that media campaign i would have been like oh sweet sweet Mm. ass like cool we know we can put a face to the voice but he did that whole he like literally did like self-sabotage doing that whole entire media campaign with all these streamers over the past few like week reacting saying holy crap you're beautiful man it's like okay well then obviously he's gonna look like a god if you're gonna react and that's Mm -hmm. what i'm gonna be expecting yeah like you know as viewers especially those younger viewers that are a part of the dream fan base we put creators and like other inter uh, internet personalities on such a high pedestal for example like corpse and stuff who have like we have like such high expectations or like these fantasies of what yeah, could so be like and we immediately get snapped back into reality like oh he's just he's just that person <laughs> so like if course makes a face reveal like so many of his fans are gonna like have a problem with it yeah it's it's weird it's just how it is you can't please everyone Oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Can I talk? Are you a corpse fan? Um, like his content. I think he's a nice person. No, no, for sure. But 
but I don't watch him. I don't no, care no, for him. Me neither. But I just want to say, I don't really vibe with the music. <laughs> I don't know what you mm, know. Okay, I have I have one song, not it. It was a collab, but he's in it. I've seen, like, I just can't buy, but I, I, I see so many people hyping it up and like, wow, this is so, like, lyrical, it's amazing, but I can't deal with it. I'm literally gonna get, like, memes for this, but, like, the song I have is, like, the Machine Gun Kelly one, which <laughs> is, like, so bad, because Machine Gun Kelly sucks, but, like, I, I have it because it was, like, catchy, but I don't listen to it all the time. I just have it, like, in a playlist. Dude, like, I cannot, like, get into it, like, not that I want to get into it, mm. but people are really hyping it up, like, uh um, like, like, what are some lyrics? I don't know, like, lyrical spiritual miracle. You got my hand on my wrist. I put my hand on my thigh. Like, <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> what the freak? Like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, then. Wait, that's that's just my take on it. Yeah. Face reveal. Look, Kof isn't gonna do a face reveal anytime soon because of that whole fiasco. Yeah, that he's been literally like shaking in his boots. Is in the bathtub. He's that bathtub scene from Euphoria where What's Cassie was Cassie? hiding from. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Is okay. So we're going to the last segment, of course, ending it off with some of, you know, some am I the asshole threads that we've Let's seen. You want to take it away? Let's oh, go. I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. First up, we have, am I the asshole for making a statement towards a coworker on her race? Bit of a confusing title, as I didn't know how to really put it. I'm going to put everything just as is. I will take anything you say as I... Damn, this person can't... This person has <laughs> no restart. grammar right <laughs> <Restart>. now. <laughs> no, I can keep going. Okay. But this person has no grammar. I will take anything you all say as is, since I do understand that I could have offended someone I see as a friend. I grew up on the west side of my city, which has mostly foreigners. It's very diverse and cultural. Regardless of race, I got along well and made many sibling-like bonds with friends from different cultural backgrounds. Our families basically became one where you could be disciplined at anyone's house for acting up, and I taught a lot. Spe- I learned a lot specifically by my other mother, who's Puerto Rican. She's relevant in this. Okay. Now the issue I've caused. I have a work bestie who's P uh, Puerto Rican at my job. We get along great, but for the last month she has been labeling me as an A-H and a racist. I don't What's know what an A-H? A-H? I don't know A-H? what an A-H is. I don't know what that is. Um, one morning we were filling up bowl, food bowls and I noticed every jar she filled up was full. It reminded me of my childhood when my other mom would send me home with overfilled bowls of homemade food. The conversation basically went, I'm really amazed how almost every Puerto Rican mom I've met really fills up plates of food. That's a weird and racist thing to say. You're literally racist, says her. Me. I didn't mean it in that type of way. Mm. From there, she started interrupting every time I tried to explain what I meant and where I was coming from. I've apologized dozens of times since then, but she said it still doesn't change anything. I now just don't speak to her unless work-related, but she is using this as evidence that I'm racist and only stopped talking to her because I know I am when I actually stopped because it's uncomfortable now jesus like (laughs) that was uh, that's my brain when i try to explain (laughs) a story for anyone that cares to know what i meant i meant that my puerto rican mom uh, puerto rican moms always make sure people are full which usually leaves some leftovers which i don't see as a bad thing since our customers are getting their money's worth 
I talked to my mom, who told my other mom, and they've said they don't really see what I said as a bad thing, but I just don't want to bias opinion since they both raised me. Was what I said really that bad? Am I the asshole? So to clear up what they said to the Puerto Rican coworker was, I'm really amazed how almost every Puerto Rican mom,、mm. so the coworker is a mother.、Mm-hmm. I've met really fills up their plates of food, and she fills says, up their own plates. Quite racist, and they're like, "Well, I didn't mean it that way." I don't really see how. I don't see how that's racist. I think like the trait they were pointing out was like an endearing trait. Oh, Puerto Rican moms like are so caring, like they want to fill us up. I don't see how that's racist. <laughs> I don't see how that's racist either. What is it? It was the fact that they said like how Puerto Rican blah blah blah. What? How Puerto Rican moms like fill your plate up with food? Yeah, I would find that very endearing. What are some people saying? Because honestly, you're not the asshole. Um, I don't think you're the asshole. Uh, let's see, like some hard "you're the asshole" comments. Yeah, because there's always because some, some people were like soft "you're the asshole," I guess. Um, I think it's because this person isn't Puerto Rican, but their stepmom is Puerto Rican. Okay, so like. They're not really like I don't know. Not the asshole, soft. You're the asshole. Your comment, okay. You're the asshole. Your comment was obviously problematic. If you're eating watermelon and someone says, "I'm always amazed at how much watermelon black people can put away," I think you'd have feelings about that. I'd have feelings about it. If someone responded to being called out by explaining where they were coming from, I think you'd have feelings about that. It's just that I grew up around a lot of black people that loved watermelon and ate giant balls of it. No. You wouldn't be obligated to accept someone's apology right away, especially if they centered their experience in it, and if they focus on their discomfort and trying to minimize it, that would be irritating too.、Mm, I can see that point too. That's a very interesting point. A comment to that comment was: Your analogy is more race, though, where hers is a mum thing. Like,、mm, okay. like Puerto Rican moms. It's not like, oh, you Puerto Ricans really want to fill us up with food. It's just like Puerto Rican moms. Because they have a Puerto Rican mom,、oh, okay, a、yeah. stepmom. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes、and、sense. Because had, had she said, "OMG, you're filling that up like a Puerto Rican," that's problematic. Yeah, that is weird.、Okay. She said, "OMG, you're filling that up like a Puerto Rican mom." Is totally different. It's more of a role within a culture rather than a comment on the entire race. Yeah, that's true. Well, especially that you've cleared up that the main person. The their stepmother is actually Puerto Rican, so they have that lived experience. Well, they don't、mm. necessarily have a lived experience as a Puerto Rican. They have a lived,、so. lived experience. I don't. I don't see how like feeding is like a negative trait of like race. Yeah. Well, what's the final verdict? You're my not final verdict: not the asshole. Me too. Me too. Hard, not the asshole. <laughs> Hard. Okay, here's my one. Am I the asshole if my housemate, who's a 21 year old male, is uncomfortable with me, who is also a 21 year old male,、uh, for bringing someone who's 21 year old female over to my room? So they're、I、all the same age. Anyway, so they're all the same age.、Um, hi guys. Recently, I met a girl. She's 21 and a female at a party that was hosted at my place. Her and I really hit it off and planned on seeing each other again. I later hung out with her and ended up bringing her back to my place. My housemate, however, said he was extremely uncomfortable with me bringing her around since she has she is a friend of his that he's had a crush on that I didn't、uh. know about until recently. We have separate rooms, so she isn't going to be in his space. I don't know how to feel. On one hand, I don't want to upset my friend, but on the other hand, I feel like I have a right to bring whoever I want to my private space. Am I the asshole?、Mm. So basically, a guy 
another guy, roommates. One of the guys uh, goes to the party, meets this girl, brings her over back to his place. Founds out, finds out that his friend actually used to have a crush on this girl. I thought he currently. Oh, currently still has a crush, but he didn't know about this until recently. Like, he doesn't want to upset his friend, but on the other hand, he has a right to bring whoever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it depends how long he's known this friend. Mm. does it say no because like if you were like really close friends like good friends mm. then of course like you should value their opinion more than like oh i just want to go with a girl yeah. like um like if the guy says like oh i'm uncomfortable like with you bringing this girl here because i've liked her for a really long time mm. it's like okay then i respect your decision i'm not going to bring her to the yeah whatever or you can be like well you didn't act and i acted so like <laughs> you're lost man <laughs> you're lost like you know you didn't pull the move man you should have just been up front but like then again like this person can't gatekeep this girl like he doesn't own the girl just because the girl probably doesn't even know you (laughs) yeah so like if if the girl shows interest in the person who thinks they're an asshole like the original person Mm. like if they both like each other then like to the friend i guess too bad because it's like the choice of the friend yeah to be like i'm gonna date this girl or i'm going to not date this girl because my friend likes her yeah some comments are saying like you know nah he is is he's right to be upset but he's really only the asshole if he places demands like you're not the asshole either like it's your home too and you should be able to have your your date over but yeah yeah just because you're not the asshole doesn't mean it's great behavior you know this sub this sub gets too focused on what people are allowed to do or what we sort of lose track of what we should do and then there's like people like contemplating about this yeah like, no. if, if you're good friends with this person, you shouldn't prioritize them first, in my opinion. Mm. Like, if they even, like, come... The fact that they come to you and voice their opinion, saying, like, I'm uncomfortable because I've liked them for a long time. Mm. That's sort of, like, sad for you to, like, just be like, well, I like them, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Too bad. some people are saying, like, well, how can you say that he has the right to be upset? Like, how is the housemate right to be upset? Of course he has the right to be upset, but his upset him being upset isn't actually correct you can't have a crush tell no one and expect no one else to be express interest in the crush like you either act on the crush let it go or deal with like the repercussions of yeah it, which is like other people hitting on yeah them. yeah yeah that's um, what i mean like depends if the friend's being like way too possessive yeah or if the friend's just saying like I'm, it's like a parasocial a thing it, it could have just like they could have just talked it out and been like okay i'll just invite her over like when you're not around like is the person is the friend uncomfortable like because they know that they're hanging out together like in it, general it say. it's like it, the thing with these and my the inviting over to the house it's just inviting over it, to the it's house it's just with whatever like the person gives the invitation because with these threads like the rules and the mods are saying like you know don't look into the what ifs or what could have mm. you just look into what the information is given but i mean like um, there was another person that was saying like you don't have the right to bring whoever you want into a shared house but there needs it to be is a good shared house yeah but there needs to be good reasons for the objection this really isn't a good reason like is it sad for your housemate yeah. sure but <laughs> i've never really agreed with this idea if you have a crush on someone it's like you've called dibs and your friends aren't allowed to get involved like yeah, she I mean. is her own person she can that's make decisions I mean. for herself like i mean like the guy and the girl are like looking to pursue like something together like they like each other and they're hanging yeah. out together then you're not the asshole in my opinion but if like the girl is just like oh i'm just friends with you and then the guy is like oh you should come to my place you should come to my place hang out with me like then you are the asshole because you're not taking into account your friend in my opinion 
uh, some other people saying like you know not bringing her home isn't gonna make her date your roommate or like make it that she mm. and you aren't you know hooking up like your roommate needs to accept the reality and he has to deal with those feelings yeah like if you guys are actually seriously pursuing a relationship you're not the asshole okay am i the asshole for asking my girlfriend to stop saying okay after everything i say so we aren't dating anymore but this question has been weighing on my mind so i'm going to put my age back at the like during the time they were dating so at the time they were dating he was 25 male and the girlfriend was 23 female so we were getting lunch after having a rough morning dealing with personal issues while eating i asked if i could vent about morning about my morning they were like okay with it and i began to say what was on my mind now i know that nodding saying okay and yeah are ways to show people that you are engaged and listening i have Mm -hmm. no issue with that and this isn't the case here what is the issue is that literally after every sentence they would say okay now i don't mean like i'm saying over a minute or three i mean after every statement there was an okay i talked her to her about for four minutes before i yelled at her to stop saying okay oh my god (laughs) really they were upset about this and once i explained why i yelled and admitted that it was not okay they said (laughs) (laughs) they said they should find a way home and I can spend the rest of the day by myself. <laughs> now I understand I could have said that in a more polite way, but I feel like when people do it excessively, it's annoying, and f- I feel the opposite of being heard. It bothers me to this day, but I politely ask now and just convey that it bothers me. Well, I don't understand. Like, in what way so, is she saying okay? For example. Okay, maybe you should tell a story. Okay, so this morning I've been having a really rough morning. Okay. Um like my boss is just really drilling in that i need to do all this work okay and like it's getting on my nerves because i've been yeah. doing the work um, okay oh so like kind of like that <laughs> yeah it was like after every sentence he said wow like she just might be too much of an active listener <laughs> i feel i'm as an active listener i would feel like pretty sad like if someone hurt if someone was like Shut can you up. stop doing that <laughs> yeah because i feel like whenever i'm in a conversation and i'm like for example when sometimes when i do the podcast i w- i listen back on myself and say like wow i say i butt in a lot and say like mm-hmm, like interjecting mm-hmm. yeah and not really interjecting but just but saying, it feels like, like mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, okay like yeah saying like i'm a very active listener it's mm. because i don't want to give off that i'm not listening this is true to when i have conversations in real life when people are telling me something i'm very like okay mm yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's and it's also to show like how you're taking like yep. what the other person is saying like if someone is talking to you and you don't really agree you're like mm, mm-hmm. or you're like right yeah but if you agree you're like yeah yeah like yeah i get yeah. it yeah and i understand how people can find it annoying but i feel like as an active listener <laughs> i want to say he is the asshole because has she been doing this all the time or like have you just been noticing it and being i think with like until that because you're having a rough patch that circumstance that like he they had a rough morning and he wanted to talk about his morning and then the girlfriend i guess like when you're being an active listener you have to wait for like openings to yeah, be like, like yeah, yeah 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 so i guess like she thought like there was too many openings <laughs> i think <laughs> she, she took too many openings yeah I mean, yeah, he needs to control his emotions a little bit there. Just uh, like, but shouting at her. Just, like, just because you have a rough morning doesn't mean you can be like, it's not okay. 
after she, you asked her if you could talk about your morning she yeah, said well, yeah she, she's you not can. saying she's not saying like it's okay she's saying okay okay like yeah I agree, she's okay, saying okay i see i see like type thing it's not like it's okay yeah like, it's, it's not good. it's okay that's not what she's saying that he would be the asshole you Go are sleep the by asshole. Yourself. what are some yeah, comments saying uh let's see <laughs> someone just commented okay <laughs> Um, you're the asshole, and it seems you agree that the assessment that you like, with that assessment as you have changed the way you respond in such situations oh you're the asshole. would that annoy me yes would I scream at someone to stop no, no. <laughs> I don't like being interrupted and having someone go okay after everything I said would probably annoy me as well but there are ways to bring this up without causing someone to shut down because you screamed at them yeah, that's like, not how adults communicate yeah exactly if you love them you would if you love them and you had to scream at them to try and make your point, then yes, you're the asshole. Yeah, agree. Agreed. <laughs> the Y in YTA is for yelling. <laughs> you didn't have to yell. You didn't ask her. That's misleading. You yelled at her to stop. You're the asshole. Yeah, it wasn't def- like, oh, can you like stop? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Can yeah. you let me speak? He really didn't really know how it was to just like, communicate. It's not okay. Shut up. And she was like, you're done. You can go sleep by yourself. Mm. That is not how you resolve conflict or communicate. Look up how to handle conflict properly. <laughs> Use I or me language, not you language, etc. There was stuff going on outside. It, like There's stuff going on outside of this. And that's why she was replying so dismissively. Mm. Couples counseling is good. <laughs> Individual counseling is good. It's good. <laughs> Even better. But you have to communicate why something bothers you. Well, I hope you guys enjoy that episode. Um, we know it's been a long time since we posted one, so we wanted to get one out there as soon as possible for, you know, your delicate listening ears. Delicate. <laughs> your soft and simple <gasps> ears. Our dulcet tones. Um, you know, no promises that we're going to upload again soon, but if we do have... <laughs> no, definitely no promises. If we have anything interesting to talk about, or if you want us to talk about anything that interests you and you want us to expand upon that and hear our thoughts about it do let us know it's been Ciara and Kayla and we'll see you next time (laughs) be very very quiet shut up (laughs) bye